Hey everyone, before we debrief, we wanted to let you know that this is our final episode before a short mid-season break for Christmas and the holidays. We have so many conversations we can't wait to share with you, so watch for the debrief's return on Wednesday, January 5th, and make sure you subscribe so you can get the notification when a new episode drops. Let's jump into our conversation for today. We just got back from talking to people we don't know about abortion, and now we're debriefing. Join us. We are Created Equal, and we are inviting you to debrief with us. Hey, y'all. I'm Lexi. Hey, everyone. It's Seth again, coming to you from the GoPro closet at Created Equal. And today we have a conversation, Lexi, I'm sure that someone listening to this somewhere who has been doing outreach has probably at one point in time been in the middle of a big crowd. And sometimes those crowds get very antagonistic, and you don't know how to handle them. So today's conversation I'm looking forward to will be how to deal with that. Yeah, and joining us today, we have Titus. He started interning with us about two months ago now, or maybe even less than that, Titus. I don't even know. Time goes by so fast. Um, But he kind of got thrown in on um, our Road Trip for Life, which is um, where we go to different states across the country to colleges and high schools talking to students about abortion. Um, And so Titus did his first justice ride six years ago, his last justice ride five years ago, kind of had a little break in between there, and then is now back um, interning full-time here at Create Equal. So thank you so much, Titus, for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and so the outreach that we're going to be talking about today was at University of Maryland, Um, but I just kind of want you to go over what's it been like from really not doing so much outreach for the past few years to now doing outreach almost every single day. How has that been for you? Yeah, it was very eye-opening just to see the, the numbers of people who would look at our signs and maybe not care or the amount of apathy on college campuses was mm-hmm. really striking. Well, I think it always is striking, right? I mean, because we expect, we know that people can be moved by these images, right? And we all see it happen all the time. But there are undoubtedly some people whose hearts are seared, consciences are closed, um, hearts are turned off to even visual evidence, evidence of injustice. So we're out there reaching. I think I'm looking forward to hearing about your conversations because we know that our goal is to reach people who are open to truth. And we cannot persuade everyone. It's our duty, our mission to share the truth with all that we can. But that doesn't mean we can guarantee results because the results are not up to us. Yeah, and I even remember the first outreach that we were on together, Titus. This is back... um last month and we were at uh, Marshall University. I can't remember if that was the first outreach or if that was just the first um, road trip for life. Again, I am, my brain is not very, um, it's not functioning very well today, but you were swarmed with people. We had a ton of protesters. Was this day one too? I think this was day one. Of his internship. It was fun. Yeah. Okay. So you come, you arrive for day one at work at Create Equal. You get thrown in a van, go on the road to where Marshall University of Marshall and then Marshall University. Okay. Then sorry, continue. So he's day one out there surrounded by people. What's happening? Um, so basically I look over to my left and Titus is surrounded by like mad protesting girls. And I was like, Oh snap. Titus. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why he was being swarmed. Um, but how was that situation your first day being swarmed by people compared to last week when you were on the road, um, being swarmed by people? Do you see like a difference in how you handled that circumstance or do you think, pretty much been um even this whole way yeah i mean there are there are different ways to respond to different groups of people mm-hmm. based on based on what you're trying to do it mostly you almost always want to use a calm voice you want to calm them down mm-hmm. the best you can 
And sometimes I don't even engage with large large crowds mm-hmm. because uh, my experience has been that they're harder to work with. They're they're less open minded. Um, but there is benefit sometimes in engaging both for them and for other people who may crowd around to see what all the fuss is about to give them our argument. Yeah, and I would say also for anyone listening who's thinking about joining a road trip for life with us where you can be with our team for three days, a whole week on the road, going, as you said, Lexi, to various states, college campuses, abortion facilities, doing outreach, you um, you might be thinking, well, that sounds kind of terrifying, right, mm-hmm. being surrounded by a big crowd like that. Even though it's been a while since Titus has been with us, he is someone who did go on mo- – how many justice rides did you go on, Titus? I went on three. Okay, several justice rides, and you have been, I mean, I know your dad, your father is someone who is a pastor who is very engaged in these matters, so you did know your stuff going into it. So we're not necessarily encouraging you day one to go uh, go take on a massive crowd of people. That might be really hard, at least tag team with someone, but I think that your experience will still be very enlightening for anyone who is considering mm-hmm. doing outreach, because it's not always the one-on-one conversation. That's ideal, I suppose. But sometimes there's this, this group think. You get this crowd surrounding you, and that's, I think, what happened, right? This mass of people, you said mostly females, surrounding you, a pro-life man, ready to kind of attack you verbally. Definitely they were ready to attack. And I think <laughs> they probably would have attacked him physically if there wasn't any police officers there or they didn't have a little bit more care for um, what other people would think of them. But, yeah, they were a little mad protesters. They were quite, quite mad. We have security protocols for a reason. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, but that's kind of getting into that. I would love to listen to some of the conversations you were having on University of Maryland's campus um, with the crowd of girls surrounding you right now, and then we can kind of get more into that. Sounds good. Let's watch. You know, you said something really interesting. You said it's not your choice. Whose choice should it be to kill another innocent? What about the child's okay, choice? Okay, okay, should they have a the choice? Child can't make a choice. So if I had a two-year-old here? That has a working brain. Well, what's the There's no difference in the type of thing it is from before it's born. Like, what's the difference between a newborn and a child the day before it's born? What's the difference? Well, then it's viable. Then it's viable. Yeah, that's not even legal. That's not a thing. That's just like that's just giving birth. But my point is, there's no difference in the type of thing it is. But they're like, but they're like all it, equally but, human. But, but why would That's I choose something teaches. that does not have a brain or thought or any type of feel okay, how about over this? someone who has a life and a life that they are trying to live? But why should that make us okay, valuable? Wait, no, no, no. You said... Okay, well, there was a lot going on in that clip and everybody talking over each other, thinking that they're going to have the best argument, so they have to interrupt the other person from talking so they could get their argument in there. But, Seth, what was something that stood out to you? From well, what two saying? things. First of all, I think that one thing, just first of all, I think, because you, you're right, like it was chaotic at first. I thought, okay, here, Titus's voice. I, I see it's his GoPro camera watching video of, so I see all these people surrounding him. And they're just kind of shouting off, but there's this moment where they get quiet. Mm-hmm. That I think is a super powerful moment because they're shouting the things at him. He's staying focused on his case and they suddenly start listening. So I want to get to that later because I think that's a super powerful moment. But, but just, you know, right away, the first phrase that struck me was he's asking, whose choice is it? Now, one person said the person with a fetus. And I find that super fascinating. First of all, you both of you know, and Esther, our producer, is also with us in the GoPro closet right now. We all know that the whole idea of that being women, pregnant women, that's mm-hmm. not a thing we talk about anymore. Now it's a person because they say it's not just women who get pregnant men get pregnant too so they, they, they don't even say pregnant now because even pregnancy kind of I guess suggests womanhood so now it's the person with a fetus mm-hmm. that's kind of a big admission there don't you think because they're admitting there are two 
beings involved, the person carrying and the person being carried. So I think that's a pretty big point that at least they're admitting there are two beings involved. The baby's not part of the mother. Yeah. And I think that that's really interesting. I think that also though kind of shows how much we have dehumanized the preborn. Yeah. And so people are so willing now to say, yeah, it's killing a fetus, but because they don't care about the fetus so much, they're just willing to say, yeah, it may be a fetus. Yeah. It may be human, but whatever. It doesn't really matter. It's not, they don't have a choice. Like one girl said, um, the child can't make a choice, like as they were trying to talk about it. So they're acknowledging like, Yes, that's somebody's offspring. Yes, that's a child. But child can't make a choice. We can do whatever we want. We're stronger than them. Um, we can kill them. So I think yeah, it's that's almost, really interesting. Sorry to interrupt no. you. It's, it's almost like um, we're just getting very comfortable with this. And Titus, yeah. I guess you were you know, you know, were saying this is kind of like being on campus again, eye-opening what you're seeing. So I'd love your input on this. But I think Lexi's right. So I'd be intrigued to hear what you say. People are, some people on campuses are becoming more consistent, openly okay with admitting, yeah, it's a human fetus, yeah, it's a human being, uh, but I just don't care. Mm -hmm. My rights trump theirs, and so we can kill them. Not a big deal. It's worth killing. Is that your experience too, or what have you seen? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's growing. I think that before we may have talked more about the science, Mm -hmm. science behind the unborn, what is the unborn, is the unborn human? But now I think... I think we need to have the discussion is the is being human does that make us valuable? Yeah. And I think that's what you did so well in this conversation with them um where they were just yelling out a ton of different arguments coming from different places and you focused you chose to focus on the personhood of the preborn and then you're also asking if that person was valuable. Um and so I think that that was really important to point out. Yeah, so let's. I think there's a lot to dump, jump into there, like about what he was doing, like what how he was steering the conversation to what kind of content they were discussing. But let's take a step back and ask about crowds. Mm-hmm. So, Lexi, Titus, obviously, you've been surrounded by a lot of people in this video. Lexi, you've addressed crowds before, so have I. So, the three of us, why do we address crowds? What is the value in that? And, and when in our goal is one-on-one dialogue, but sometimes there are crowds. What are we doing there in that moment? Well, I think there are different purposes, right? Like I think a big purpose is kind of what Titus was talking about earlier for the people around the crowds to hear what you're saying, um, especially at university or Marshall University um, at the beginning of the road trip for life when Titus was surrounded by all these people. The people walking by who were maybe on the fence saw how terrible um, the people who are pro-abortion were acting and that pushed them closer to our side and let them hear us out more. So I think that's a really big thing. Also, sometimes the people in the crowds, they're kind of feeding off of each other, but they may not actually believe what they're saying. If they were like in a one-on-one conversation with you, they may not be like so like hyped up and like saying all the terrible things that they're saying when they feel like they're surrounded by other people who will back them up. Yeah, that's so right. So, like, imagine so when the conversation ended, Titus, and they walked away from you. Like, they may not be talking to you anymore, but they're having a conversation in their head with themselves about what just happened. Who feels good about the way they were acting? I doubt they felt very good about it when they were alone, only with the group think, right? I agree. Yeah, well, I think that it's easy for you when you're in a situation where a bunch of people are coming at you to think, oh, these people can't be persuaded. They're, They're hopeless. But in reality, what you see when you're face-to-face and fighting it out is not necessarily what they're really thinking when they get alone later on. In fact, at Marshall, I had a lot of people come up and apologize to me. Mm -hmm. A lot of pro-choice people come up and apologize for the way 
other students were acting. Wow, that's pretty powerful. I think that reminds me of what Scott Klusendorf, a friend of Create Equal, he writes in his book, uh, The Case for Life, where he references what real changes. We talk about mind changes all the time when someone says, hey, I'm, I'm now pro-life. I was pro-choice before I met you people. That's really helpful to us to see the fruit of what we're doing here. But I think oftentimes what you're suggesting, Titus, is so right that people – the real change happens later when they're in the dorm room later, reflecting about what they saw, remembering what you said to them, what they heard. That's a real change probably happens for most people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Seth, I wonder what do you do? You do a lot of open mics. So you're surrounded by even more people than Titus was surrounded by um, having people yell things out to you. What do you do in that instance? How do you kind of, you have all these people saying different things. They're all probably have different positions, right? Like if you're completely against abortion, then we're going to be on the same page a lot of the times. But if you're just pro-choice or pro-abortion, you're going to have your views um, all across the board. So how do you kind of speak to a big group even when they're starting at different places. That's important. I think what I did, what I try to do is what Titus did in this, in this, uh-huh. right? So when I'm in a one-on-one conversation, we will kind of indulge the bunny trails, right? Like, so someone says, what about this? And we'll go like spend a few minutes talking about some side topic because we have the luxury, if you will, to do that, yeah. right? But when you have a crowd there like that, well, I, I try to do what Titus did, which is focus like a laser on the core statement. Now, if anyone replays this video, the audio from what we listened to, you'll find Titus focus on two things, um, what the preborn baby is, and then the question of value he mentioned a moment ago, because I agree that's what this is turning to. There's no, there hasn't been serious scientific debate for years about the humanity of the babies, but people pretend like there is. But today they're becoming more willing to admit the reality, yeah, they're human beings. But that value question, that's up for debate. Because science, scientific evidence could tell us what something is. This is a table we're sitting at. The baby in the womb is a human being. Science cannot tell us anything about whether we value this table or value our GoPro closet or value a baby. So the value question, Titus, focus on those two. That's what I try to do. So any question I get from a large crowd, I try to bring it back to those essential two questions. Are they human and are they valuable? Are they equal to mm-hmm. us? That's what I try to always bring it back to. Yeah, and I think Titus did that really well. And I even heard one part in that little clip that we um, were playing back. You asked him a question, or you you inserted saying um, that the two year old is no different from mm. the pre- the preborn child. I believe you're talking about a two year old. Um, newborn. Newborn. Okay, the newborn is no different. And they just started like kind of laughing, and it's like. Why? You're showing yes. that you have no response. Yes. Um, it's so, a cover. Yeah, it's a cover. Like it's like mm-hmm. it's very easy, especially in a big group, to just kind of laugh off somebody. So what do you what were you thinking during that whenever these girls were kind of just not being extremely serious in what they were saying? They were really just saying things out of anger. Um, what's going on in your mind of how to like best tactfully direct this? Yeah, well, you've got to realize that it's not personal. If -hmm. they're laughing or there's silence, a lot of the time that means that something you said surprised them. Yeah. Or that they don't have a good answer to that. And so it's important to stick to, just stick to the issues. Keep bringing it back to the central, central issues. What is the unborn? And do we as humans have equal value Mm -hmm. or should we? Yeah, and I think something that also is really interesting that one of the girls said in this clip was um, that we shouldn't pick the fetus. We shouldn't pick one person um, who doesn't have brain activity or whatever. Brain over, thought. Yeah. yeah, brain thought over a person with a life and a life that they are trying to live. I'm like, 
um, excuse me, so is the preborn child. They're trying to live their life. How about you just don't decapitate them, disembowel, or dismember them? That There's would a be thought. a thought. Yeah. So what do you say to that, Seth? Well, so this is for any of our listeners who um, someone likes to jump into philosophy. This is a philosophy generally understood as functionalism. The human value doesn't come from what you are being human. Uh, we would say we understand in a previous podcast, we talked about the Imago Dei, image of God upon you. We are endowed with value. Uh, they don't believe in that at all. They reject that and mm-hmm. believe that you're valuable not because of who you are, but what you can or cannot do, your function. So if you have the function of brainwaves, you're valuable. If you have the function of self-awareness, you're valuable. This is a very terrifying idea, but not new at all. And that's so Titus was surrounded by a crowd of people. I think it's important to contextualize this. They're marching in the same vein of thought as people in the past. This is super offensive for anyone listening. You'll be offended. I might be triggering some people, but it's the same vein of thought as those who said, you're not a valuable human unless you're a white-skinned human, mm-hmm. unless you're a male human, unless you're a human of insert the blank, right? Uh, the quality, this is a stream of thought that has always pushed aside and dehumanized a certain group because they don't have the value-giving function of being male, having white skin, or now it's being having brainwaves, like they said in the video. Yeah, and so they're completely, again, they're completely um, taking off the table that this fetus, this embryo, is a not just a human being, but a person with value, um, like they were doing at the very beginning. Yeah, and I would just say, to, to respond to that, because I think that's important for anyone listening to just kind of like, what do we say in response? Just mm-hmm. a couple of things is, um, if you have that, if value comes from a quality, like white skin, for example, mm-hmm. none of us have equal value. Lincoln said this long ago in his private papers, when he was writing, saying that it's not just black people, white people, there's a whole spectrum of colors of skin, right? So if white skin has more value, then your value varies upon how right your skin is yeah same with brainwaves right if you measure our brainwaves in this room right now right we might be varying because you know we're kind of tired right now we need our caffeine kick or whatever so we might vary in our level of brainwaves you destroy human equality if you base human value on a function because we don't have that function equally the only way to root human value and truly have equality root it in something objective and have mm-hmm. equality is by making it in our mere humanness we have the equal you're not more human than titus or i'm not we're all equally human And that's what Titus is doing throughout that entire conversation. So I think for everybody, if you ever find yourself in that circumstance where you're talking to multiple people, um, I find this true, like online, I'm not advocating for you to get into online debates because I think a lot of times it becomes not worth it. But a lot of times I see people, you know, in comment sections of posts, even on our um, like Instagram and stuff like that, um, where one pro-lifer is up against all of these pro-choice people, giving them different arguments and they're trying to respond to each one Mm. um and i think it's so much more valuable to do what titus was doing and just focus on the humanity the personhood of the preborn instead of trying to go down all their rabbit trails right um but titus with that being said um is there anything that taking away from um the conversations you had with all of the big groups of people um the next time we're out at a university campus this week are you going to do anything different if that happens um or like focus on anything more or do you think that you kind of got the tactics down well well there's always room for improvement but i think in general it is good to stick to the issue keep it simple you don't have time to make a really elaborate case mm-hmm. uh, when when people are screaming at you you need to keep your answers short and i like to ask a lot of clarification questions as well yeah. That helps. Yeah. 
That's really well put. And I think also that's a good encouragement for people who might be thinking, okay, again, like you're referencing this this worldview of functionalism, these kind of big ideas, people with crowds surrounding me. It sounds too hard, but it's not that hard, right? We have a very simple case. It's wrong to intentionally kill innocent humans. Abortion does that, thus it's wrong. Now you need to know a few finer points on how we know they're human, how they're equal to us, but it's not that hard. If you stay focused on that case, you can handle even a big crowd like this. For sure. And it doesn't even take that much training or anything like that. So if you are interested, though, in getting the amount of training that you do need for hit this. Hit the show notes. Yeah, hit the show notes. Go down and um, apply for the Justice Ride. That's going to be a week-long trip down to Florida. Start here in Columbus, Ohio. We travel down and go to different university and high schools, um, train you on how to talk to students about abortion. And that will be February 25th through March 5th. So um, make sure that you sign up and apply for that um, as soon as you can. Fantastic. And so I think this has been an important conversation because we, as Titus just said, there's always room for improvement. We recognize that the four of us in this room, we all are learning and improving and hopefully that everyone listening, that is your goal too. And that's why we debrief together as a community. So thank you for being part of it today. And as you're listening, please, if you like what you're hearing, if you find that this is valuable for the goal of defending babies, helping their mothers and fathers, please leave us a five-star review. It could help us get in front of more audiences. You can also find us on social media at debrief with us on Instagram or also just go to createdequal.org. Thank you for joining us. We are Created Equal, and this has been The Debrief.